0: Welcome back to the Illenials podcast. I am Smith. I am Seth. And we are coming to you live on uh, the fake trader holiday, Labor Day.
1: Yeah, it's weird when you think about how we got Labor Day to where we are now. Like you'd think that at this point we would just abolish it. Like we would just be, like, oh yeah, it doesn't even who cares? No more no more day off. Because we basically destroyed everything that everyone worked for.
0: I think that, for me, the bigger thing is that Labor Day takes place now and not when it should be, which is May 1st, which is when the rest of the world celebrates Labor Day. You know, moving it to September was a deliberate move of the capitalists to prevent international solidarity. Um so they gave us our Labor Day, but in the other side of the fucking year from when it should well, be. Well,
1: in reality, it's because they know that on May 1st, we're still reeling from all those April Fool's jokes, and we, <laughs> just, we a day off of this fool will make us go back to those jokes again. So they got ahead and spread it out a little bit.
0: What day is Labor Day? Or, sorry, what what, what day is April Fool's Day? I can't remember. Are you pranking me? It's, uh... Are you trying to April Fool me in September? I don't know, Seth. Is it April 31st? No, it's 1st! Oh! <laughs> I was wondering why you were saying that, because yeah, it was I'm a month away. A home- we're reeling for a month, dude! By the yeah, end of right. April, I'm still thinking about all those hilarious pranks that go on. You're right, man, you're uh, right. I Especially think about it today. That- Especially now that the brands are involved. Boy, oh, do man. I love a brand new do you love break when Wendy's Twitter is fooling you on April's
1: 1st? You're like, damn, I just got by got Dave Thomas. Yeah. He has to be a Tiger by the
0: way. It has to be him, right? I really hate brands being like entities now that like make jokes on Twitter. And they talk to each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like Wendy's will tweet something on Burger King. will be like, well, guess what? Our burger is better than yours. And then they'll be like, well,
0: you suck. (laughs) And Wendy's would be like, fucking incorrect, sir. Yeah. Have you had one of our burgers? Um... But yeah, it is.
1: It's it's weird. It's this weird capitalist. Just what do you call it? Like when they inject themselves into society, like they try and they try and make corporate, literally making corporations into people. They have Twitter like people do, and like you know organizations would, um, and they talk as if they they are literally one entity and they are saying this thing. And it's—I it, don't know—I it, think it, it almost helps their case for corporations being people when they when are able to make a singular social media account and tweet their opinions and their jokes and shit out.
0: I remember recently when Planters Peanuts killed Mr. Peanut. Yeah, I mean, what bullshit! I don't even understand. They made it's a so
1: baby stupid. peanut, and it's
0: like a baby nut or whatever yeah, it was, and it was like
1: baby nut. And then it's like, what did you think people were gonna? Say about this. But then people are like, oh well, they actually did it, so you would say baby nut on Twitter and they get more popular. And I'm like, Why does planters peanuts need to advertise? If you are at the store you're and you're buying peanuts, you're probably either buying the store brand, planters, or some high cost, you know, organic brand that you want. Those are the three things you're buying. It's just like Coca-Cola. And ah we're gonna pretty- for some reason, become the CEO of Coca-Cola, I'd go into the first meeting and I'd say, oh, what are we spending on advertising this year? They're like, I don't know, $6 billion. And I'm like, okay, don't spend any of that. Spend $0 advertising. Everyone knows what Coke is. You can go to a third world country where people who don't even know how to speak English and they don't know anything about culture and you show them the can and they'll say, oh, Coca-Cola. Because it's worldwide. It's like Michael Jordan. It's like Michael Jackson, like those things, like the MJs. You know, you could. Everyone knows what they are. You don't have to advertise it anymore. Toilet yeah. paper. Who doesn't know toilet paper? You. It is one of the like Coca Cola. You know, you don't have to drink soda. You. Most people who live in America are going to be wiping their ass. Okay. You don't mm-hmm. need to advertise.
0: Most people go with, in and flip a coin on what brand they're going to buy. It doesn't matter. There's only only one thing matters when it comes to, to, to toilet paper. How many ply is it? Exactly. That's all that matters.
1: And if your commercial is, oh, we've invented 18-ply toilet paper that somehow costs less than normal paper, then you have a customer in me. And no one can do mm-hmm. that. No one can
0: handle my big, dirty shits for some reason. You know, this, this, this is a good point, Seth, about, about capitalism and consumerism as it go hand in hand. We don't need 30 brands of toilet paper or 20 brands of toothpaste. Oh, whoa, whoa.
1: Hey, are you trying to kill the variety of the marketplace? <laughs> It's like because if go ahead, go ahead. It's like when you see. It's like we talked about it on the podcast before. There is like that uh, that guy who took a picture in some what's what country was it? He took it in a grocery store in one of those in a country that's like oh so in Cuba. St- you yeah, talked about Cuba. that Benny guy, yeah. And he's yeah. like he's like oh, can you imagine going to the grocery store and they're not being any varieties? And I'm like, yeah, it looks easy.
0: <laughs> it looks easy you as look, shit. You guys know really funny about that way? Is it Cuba does have brands of food? Yeah. He was he wasn't like a surplus supply store, store. yeah, like. The restaurant doesn't give a shit what brand of beans it's buying. Exactly. They're beans! They are beans!
1: Tell me, <laughs> please, if some of you stupid brainwashed capitalists can explain to me the difference between two brands of beans. Yeah. I will, I will, be, I will gladly hear it. But I'll mm. tell you one thing. Beans
0: are beans! They all yeah. taste like beans! But, like, if you compare, like, the, the chemicals that are in two kinds of toothpaste... They're going to be the same fucking chemicals, yeah, basically. Guess so what? At the end of the day, your teeth are going to be cleaner than they were before. And it all tastes like mint. You can't get chocolate flavor or whatever. And so if it's you do, it's you worse are. for you, apparently. It's like <laughs> you're, definitely Because you're, you're basically just putting chocolate on your teeth. Exactly. So it's like, you don't need all these... They're false choices, essentially. It's all fake. Yeah, exactly. It's all... Like, you don't... You don't the whole idea is, oh, yeah, one day you could start a toothpaste company, and
1: you'll be right up there with Colgate. And I'm like, no, because by the time that – let's say I even get, my, get a foot in the ground, Colgate is going to buy me, and then I'll be Colgate all of a sudden. Yeah, It's a big thing that's happening in the, the, the beer industry. It's like Anheuser-Busch just owns all beer now. It's like you can't yeah. – it's like they're like, oh, all these local breweries. I love them so much. They're all so craft. And it's like, no, they're owned by Anheuser-Busch. And, and that's the
0: crazy thing too. Is you go like you look at the candy bars and like yeah. all of them are owned by like three different companies and just put different brand names on them. Yep. you know, and they also generally also make like the generic candy you see and sell it for low, for like a less amount because they know that poor people got to buy candy too, right? Exactly. It's the money goes to the same people regardless. It's not even. It, there's no point in differentiation. So why even have it? You know.
1: Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those things that. When you sit down and think about it, you're like, oh, well, this is dumb, but most people
0: just don't. They're like, "Okay." Hey, with this, do you need a new kind of the same car every year to be made? Is that a really, is it, are there that many innovations being made every year in car technology? We need a new one every year? That's what I think about. And I'm like,
1: I mean, I've bought a car in the past, but because we live in a place where, you know, cars are something you actually have to have for now, but, um. It's so weird to me to think that, like, how does a car dealership run? Like, are there literally people every day who are buying cars? And if so, how? How is that possible? I buy one car and I drive it for six, seven years. Like,
0: I don't need a car every year. How do you? How do you do it? Well, right now in the pandemic, you know they're doing crazy shit, like offering like zero percent, you know, interest for. However many years or months or whatever. Yeah. Like, trade your old car in now, we'll get you a new one, for, and they'll be debt your down payment. Like, I, I mean, to be fair, if you if you wanted to get a new car, now is the time to do it. Oh, you and can yeah, I did that. Less. Right, literally,
1: the day before lockdown started in my state, I went to the dealership to get service on my car, and I got a deal on a new one. I'm like, okay, I'll do that, but... I mean, how, how often do I walk into a dealership and, like, I need a new car, no deals at all? I don't know. And I don't know how – I don't know. I just, I've never – like, you see, especially around here, maybe it's different in more urban places and more, more colonized places. But down here, you drive for 20 minutes, you see 20 car dealerships. How do mm-hmm. all of them operate and
0: pay their employees and move their stock? How is that even possible? There are more banks, churches, and car dealerships in Georgia than there are people. I don't understand it. No,
1: that's actually true. And mattress firms. That's in all of America.
0: How many mattresses do people buy? I've had the same one for like five years. Yeah, that is
1: the one thing. One of the conspiracy theories that I didn't care about at first, but I completely agree with now, is that mattress firm is a front for money laundering. Because let me tell you, every city I've ever lived in has had one to two mattress firms. And people aren't buying mattresses every day, and they all say there is one, on uh, right down the road from me that. Stayed open during the pandemic. Didn't shut down at all. It is now open. And the other day, I saw two or three cars just driving in a mattress firm. I'm like, there is no way. First of all, they're driving like two-door sedans. There is no way they are there to get a mattress. Okay? Zero percent chance. Something is going on in those buildings because none of them close. Mattress firm stays open, (laughs) rain, sleet, or snow,
0: because something is going on in those doors. Do you think that every major or minor city has like a, a, like a mattress graveyard somewhere where they're dumping the ones that are being sold on the books to launder the money? I don't even know.
1: I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they are nice. They, they, they do send them charitably out to different organizations. That, that would be what you should do. Is you should be like, oh, yeah, no, we donate 10,000 mattresses every year. It's like, how many do you
0: sell every year? And they're like, end of questions. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We cannot do this today. So, are they, money, are they laundering money for the CIA or for, like, drug cartels? I think or it's who, everyone. I, I think
1: everyone no. runs their mattress farm, and they all just have a silent agreement to not sh- not rat each other out. That'd be a good way to do it. Yeah, mattresses are big. You can put a bunch of stint into them if you have
0: to. Um, so, yeah, I'm just saying. It's, uh, it's definitely one of those situations where um, mattresses also, you don't need variation in those, man. They're the same thing. No. They do the same thing. Uh, also like thinking about like, this is a joke everyone's made in, in, in the entire world, but there is no need for an iPhone every year. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just not. The
1: I think mattresses it, that I find hilarious
0: is no. if you listen, if you're a person who listens to a lot of podcasts,
1: you probably listen to one or two that are sponsored by one of those mattress brands. There's Lisa, mm-hmm. there's Casper, there's Nectar, there's Purple. And I want to go ahead and tell you something real quick. I found out the other day, they're all owned by the same company. They yeah. they just make one product. They put a, they they just find out what brand most people are gonna be interested in, and they keep other brands around because one or two people are gonna be interested in those too.
0: And it's mm. like, what the? How is this legal? Well, I think it's that you create a false sense of competition. Like exactly, say, like, oh, we're better than the other brand that we also you know secretly own. And so people will think, "Oh, there's competition here. So if I if I buy this one, I'll get the better deal. If I buy the more expensive mattress, then clearly I'm making the better choice in, in the competition, exactly. in competitive market." I'm going to be more comfortable than that dumb dumb dummy who spent only sixteen hundred
1: dollars on his mattress. <laughs> Idiot!
0: You said 600 dollars with my butthole puckered up. Like I can't imagine. Like the cost of things is insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Like, I was Um, going to the the store the other day, and to buy a pack of uh, pepperoni, you know, makes a good snack, snack on a little bit, is four fucking dollars now. It's two for eight. I literally bought some pepperoni today. Salami is, like, also four dollars for a package of it. I also bought some salami today. God damn, Seth. Yeah, I love meat, dude. Can I predict your entire grocery order? Go ahead. (laughs) Let's see here. Uh, you got some, um, some beer in there, I assume, alcoholic beverages sure. of some sort. You got yourself some bread. You yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. Uh, let's see here. Maybe, uh, maybe you also like some eggs. That's yes! <laughs> uh, I'm also going to say that for you, there's also going to be some, uh, some kind of cereal in there, possibly. Yes. M- milk to go with it. Yes. Oh, you gotta have that. Uh. <laughs> five for five okay. right now, by the way. I gotta stop. This is too spooky for me. The only um, thing you really missed was
1: I bought some apples and uh, some mayonnaise.
0: Apples and mayonnaise. Love the two together. I love, yeah, that's my breakfast. <laughs> just
1: dip an apple
0: slice into some mayonnaise? Yeah.
1: I like to, I, actually, what I like to do is I like to heat the mayonnaise up in a little pan and
0: just let, let the mm. apples bathe in it for a bit. Oh. Yeah. You, you know, Seth, I'm saying it, but I kind of want to try it now. <laughs> We're laughing at it, but it might be great. I mean, our family makes pineapple sandwiches, which is pineapple mayonnaise and bread. And if you say and it's to, bad, you're dumb. To everybody else, I've said said it to. They're like, "Oh, that sounds terrible." I'm like, "Well, try it first. And everyone who tried like, it, it's has amazing.
1: Been, you know, dealt with.
0: Physically. So maybe apple. <laughs> so maybe apple and mayonnaise tastes good together. We don't even speaking
1: know. of apple, you were making a point about the iPhone earlier, and I cut you off. So mm-hmm. hit me with it. This great iPhone point that you're about to drive home for us. Thank you. Go no ahead. one needs a new
0: iPhone every year.
1: And you said something after that.
0: Well, the thing is that, and it, like I've noticed it in my iPhone, and I know it's a real thing. It's planned, planned obsolescence. obsolescence. Yes, they make them to break. They make them to break yeah. because they know that you that you need a reason to buy another one. Some people some people aren't you know, the obsessives who have to have the newest thing. So they make them break so you'll buy a new one and it sucks yeah
1: it's the thing they do the most common thing the easiest thing to point out is battery life when you Mm -hmm. first buy your iphone fucking motherfucker lasts three days without charging and then you know you get some software updates throughout the year eventually they force you to software update through weird means and you're like oh you know not not dies in a day whatever i only use it for a day and then a couple months later oh it, it dies in eight hours okay well now i gotta charge it sometime during the day and then later you're like well you know what i have to charge this motherfucker so much. let me just buy a new one then it'll be fine and then you're jokes on
0: you tim apple the quarantine makes to stay at home all the time my phone's always charging motherfucker yeah i don't have to go anywhere anymore but the thing is like i think about the the iphone i can talk about the battery life and they obviously are trying to make it die quicker i mean and some people will sell you oh, the batteries just get bad over time. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, a little bit. But we we all know them firmware updates for doing some shit to your your Apple as well. It does not explain this. Of course. But I think back to this... uh, In the early days of the Soviet Union, they had a desperate need for farming equipment. Uh, Tractors, in particular, They had to farm a lot of fucking land. And so they built these fucking tractors that I... The thing was, the same factory that built tanks for, for World War II could also build tractors, and it required a minimal <laughs> amount of change to the production line to get those tractors rolling out instead of yeah. tanks. They could alternate, basically. And so, the thing is, these tractors were, for, were made mass production as fast as possible. They were cheap as fucking yeah. hell to make, too. A couple of them came out uh, confused, and they had uh, giant guns on top of it. Exactly, yeah. And so, the, the, the watchword for them was... Uh, sustainability we just, these were repaired so these tractors came with a big ass looking manual and they were made to be repaired in the field uh with literal things you had on hand like bailing wire and just hammers and shit to fix this fucking this tractor and some of them still operate today yeah. because they have been fixed so many times and not by official parts just by random shit that you can plug in there to make it work yeah and they still run today and but our shit on the other hand is designed to break, yeah. and
1: the, the I mean, and to me the one of the bigger problems of being designed to break besides um, the fact that you know it rips consumers off and basically makes every product we have into a service. You you know you pay you pay for your vacuum cleaner a hundred dollars and then a year later you have to get it replaced. That's basically a hundred dollars a year for vacuum cleaner. Um, bigger problem is the waste that it. And how we don't even mm-hmm. care about that, you know? People, oh my well, vacuum cleaners does not fucking, chuck that shit. Who cares? Um, and then you know, there's a fucking a million vacuum cleaners getting thrown out every year, and then they're all in landfills somewhere, and we don't have a place we don't have a place to do with them because you can't. Nobody wants to take the time to recycle anything. um Those things are hard to recycle anyway. So then it just puts us in big cycle where if you made products that lasted, then you wouldn't have all this waste and. You know, your carbon emissions would be lower and all this stuff, but that doesn't matter because we need to be- get people buying stuff as much as possible.
0: You know, so you've hit on one of the the central contradictions of capitalism. I can't remember which one it is that Marx said. See, he didn't see foresee this exact thing happening, but he had yeah. the general idea of it, of creating so much waste that is... There's so much shit in these landfills and these junkyards that is still perfectly, you know, useful in some way, but it's just sitting there. And at some point, it'll be somebody's job, capitalism will innovate again, to send you into the landfill to dig out the rare earth metals and all those fucking, you know, iPhones got thrown away. Yeah. You know, strip them out and and reuse them. But instead of doing that, it's, again, we're, we're producing for profit rather than need. Because if you just made the phone to last, right, you would not get as much profit out of it, because they won't buy, buy a new one every fucking year or two or three years. Yeah, But it would last longer and be better in the long run for everyone involved except for the capitalist. Yeah. They're the only person that, that, that doesn't profit in that situation. Yeah. And it's like, it and, comes to this, I um,
1: mean, it's one of the things that, I mean... You know, obviously the Trump administration and, and all of this stuff doesn't fix it, but it's the whole idea of make America great again. One of the things people used to think was so great is, oh, you don't, it, they don't make them like they used to. And there's truth mm-hmm. to that. We used to build things to last, like you said, with this tra- like tractors and stuff. Like, I used to work on a farm and we had this Chevy truck. The Chevy, that truck was older than the guy who owned the fucking farm. And it still ran, and it was made of fucking solid 100% metal. It was heavy as shit. It didn't get bogged down. And it was one of the most amazing machines I've ever been in, even though it was old as fuck. Because back then, they made trucks to last that long. They were like, oh, this truck should last, I don't know, 100 years. Why not? And that's what they mm-hmm. made it like. That's before they realized that, you know, we got no, we gotta make these, these things cheaper. We gotta make them, you know, we gotta make people upgrade every five years. That's the, the path that they put people on. And that shit still works. We did, yes. used to make things different. And it's just because capitalism didn't realize yet, oh, we can make more money this way.
0: Yeah. Um, It's putting you on a subscription plan. For everything in your life. Literally everything. It's like I hear these advertisements for these electric toothbrushes where they'll send you a new head every three months or whatever. And it's like, fuck you, I'll just buy a new toothbrush when the old one gets old. Like... I don't understand what they—they like, want to put everything in your life on a fucking subscription plan. If it's yeah. not debt, they want
1: you paying a sub to everything. Literally everything. Like, if you can think, if you think of anything in your life, there's a subscription box for it out there, and people fucking love that shit.
0: And at first, just no cake. Like, because, okay, like, when Netflix came out, it was like, oh, you get you pay how much a month? How much it was back then? Like seven dollars a month. Yeah. And always, it was—it it wasn't like the huge. In fact. Too much selection we have today on Netflix. Yeah, it was, uh, but pretty good, decent. It was a decent amount of stuff, right? And then all of a sudden, now there's more things that are showing up, and more services, and Hulu, and fucking Amazon Prime, and all these other fucking things. And Quibi, yeah, exclusive things. Yeah, Quibi. The, the big minute big hit on teacher. Block now. Quibi. Everyone's and talking about Quibi all the time. Exactly. And, I and that's about the joke. More. No it's, one ever
1: talks about Clippy. That's why that's the joke. I make.
0: I actually heard it recently. I People heard talk that. about how no one's talking about. it. not that the that's the that's the five minute or whatever TV show? Service, yeah, it's like right? five
1: to fifteen minute shows on your phone. And they give a saw, three month. They give a three month trial, which means you have
0: <laughs> more than enough time to watch everything they've ever created for free. I saw one show on there. Where it was about a lady who fell in love with her prosthetic arm.
1: That's, okay, wait, I'm, I'm subscribing. <laughs> wait a minute. How do you feel yes. about this show? Tell me your feelings. A <laughs> show you know nothing about.
0: It just seemed bizarre. It was like, she loses, I guess she like loses her arm and she gets this like fancy golden prosthetic arm and she's like in love with it. I don't know. Okay. The premise made no sense. Well, you know what?
1: Let's take it, let's zoom out for a minute. Let's say, Okay. let's say tomorrow you get a knock at your door and... UPS guys like, hey, new golden shiny leg for
0: you. Great foley work, by the way.
1: And uh, w- and you put the golden shiny leg on. Do you think you could? You think you find yourself wanting a little, want to get some?
0: You think want to fuck the leg? I'm just saying. I mean, gold is very appealing. I mean, we all can admit that. Yeah. I like the color gold because uh, it looks like piss. So I'm just saying. Loves it. Um. I don't know, so maybe. 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 Okay, so this show has I, I, some weight. The show has some weight. My heart is open to the idea. <laughs> okay, yes. okay, okay. It's possible. Um. So yeah, I don't know about all this stuff. quivy and, and Peacock and... Yeah, there's another new just, one. All of a sudden... Yeah, Peacock made a Brave New World show. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. That's what the thing is. They're all trying to make like a... A big like sci-fi or fantasy show. I feel like they're trying to be like, well, maybe, maybe if we all try, we'll hit the next game of phones. You know,
0: um, obviously not. Which fucking Amazon is doing their Foundation show? Yeah. I mean, listen here, Jeff. Fuck off. You don't get Foundation. You don't get Asimov. Get the hell out of here with your bullshit. Yeah. You don't get Asimov. You get Molotov. He's already got Lord of the Rings. Yeah, already got Lord of the Rings. Is that show still happening? That weird Cimmerillion show? I guess.
1: I mean they spent a billion literally they spent a billion dollars to get it started, so I assume
0: so. Um, I think he wanted he wanted to make a culture TV show as well, and I'm like, if there's any if there's any property that that is like completely anti capitalist, it's the culture series. Yeah. All TV shows are culture, you idiot. You don't
1: have to say Mm -hmm. you're gonna make a TV show that's culture. Oh Uh, my god. What a blind idiot.
0: It's just so weird that Jeff Bezos is a huge fan of stuff like The Expanse, which he you know, personally got to come to, to Amazon. Yeah. Which is a show which, he's the villain of that show. Literally. Like he would, he's the bad guy. Yeah.
1: It was, <laughs> when I first heard that it got canceled and it got picked up, and at first I was like, oh, Amazon's just you know making a business move. And then I heard Jeff Bezos personally was like, I need this show. And I'm like, what do you get out of this show? I really want to sit down and ask him, what do you get out of this show? Yeah. Also, how much Krav McGraw do you know and how <laughs> dangerous is it? Because I'm, I'm thinking about taking a run at you, buddy.
0: It's like uh, I watched the new uh, Star Trek Discovery series. and At one point, they're mentioning the precursors to space, you know, to, to like where they're at in Star Trek. And they're like, they mentioned the Wright brothers. And then they mention Bernoulli or whatever. And then it's like an Elon Musk. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, Hold up. Go back. One of these things does not One fit. One of
1: these things, not like the other?
0: <laughs> yes. Because Elon Musk's greatest contribution to science so far is recreating things that were done 70 years ago by guys with abacuses, all right? Like, I don't think that he deserves a whole lot of credit for that. What is the plural of abacus? I think it is abacuses. Really? Maybe abac- abacus. Advocacy.
1: Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, that is cringe. And people, there was like, I mean, obviously, I mean, there was never any weight into this, but there was this big back when Avengers: Endgame was about to come out. People were like. There's this big Reddit thread and all these, like, blog posts about it. they're like, oh, what if Tony's stuck in space and Elon Musk is the one that saves him? And I'm like, I will walk out of the theater. I, honestly, I will not care about anything that happens after it.
0: And I will never watch the
1: rest of that movie if that is what happens.
0: You know, he was in Iron Man too. He was. And he, he basically just gets owned yeah, by he Tony does. Stark.
1: That's the best part.
0: <laughs> Tony's like, it's funny. Yeah, he's like, you just kind of suck. Okay. Which, to be fair, if, if Tony Stark existed, everyone would suck compared to him. But especially Elon Musk. Especially. Like, yeah. way more. Yeah, because that's, that's, like, Elon Musk really
1: thinks he's Tony Stark. Yeah. And he has fooled a lot of people into thinking that he's Tony Stark.
0: He really has. And it's, we it's literally kind of discussed terrifying.
1: this last week. But if he was put in the same scenario as Tony Stark was in, we would not have again. the same outcome.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about it before. We can't go into this again. But. Uh, hero worship and whatever.
1: Speaking of people who are just awful i gotta mm. i'm gonna delve into some local news
0: real quick
1: oh while, local news yeah, While while we're just sitting here fucking around
0: so are you gonna dox yourself
1: i'm gonna a little bit so i live in i mean i'm, I'm in north carolina in the charlotte area it's kind of a, the biggest city in north carolina and there's a bunch of cities on the north and south end of charlotte that you know are important and one
0: of them is called gastonia
1: um I can't remember how far it is exactly from Starlight, but it's not super far.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I actually drove through it. My
0: least favorite Beauty and Beast character, by the way,
1: is Gastonia
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Lol. Um, So Gastonia is apparently, pretty soon they're going to have an election for the school board. And a man who is running for him, his name is Jim English. And we say it a lot on this podcast, he looks exactly how you think a man named Jim English would look. He does. I want to go ahead and point out I'm giving... all this text is coming from the Gaston Gazette, the paper from Gastonia. This is the online version. It's a good and, Man, is it interesting. So this man, Jim England, is running against... Ooh. Jim England is running against uh, Doc Guthrie, I thought that's how you say her name, who's
0: been on... Is, it, is he English or England? England, sorry. Jim England. Okay. You're,
1: you're right. Um, Even worse, somehow. Somehow worse, yes. But there, he's running against Dot Guthrie, who is, um, uh, I believe she is a black woman as well. I don't actually know. It doesn't actually point out in this article, but you'll see why that matters in a minute. So, uh, I'm just going to read some of this verbatim. It's a very short article, but, um, so, basically, England, not a great guy. He's reposted several questionable photos, uh, one including an altered photo of Lori Lightfoot, who was the first black female mayor of Chicago. And he criticized, and the, the photo criticized Lightfoot over the high crime rate in Chicago. And England reposted the meme and wrote, "Looks like a dumb monkey." And that is the quote they use in the headline of the article: is that he doubles down on calling her a monkey. But she does later on. He says he it, he posts on Facebook people criticize him. He said, "Generally, what I post is the damn truth. It's just a fact. We can't cover up the truth." Um. And once again, that's what he uses the headline. I'm like, okay, it's just about him being racist, saying this shit, and not caring. But I I was surprised that it gets worse. So, um, he also claims he didn't call her a monkey because she's black. He just called it because she looks like a monkey. (laughs) There's plenty of white people who look like monkeys, which is his defense. Mm -hmm. Um, In his words, I've seen white
0: people who look like monkeys. Um... Bro, we all look like fucking monkeys. Yeah, there are cousins. That's kind of the point. This is not the defense you think oh. it is.
1: And then later he shared a photo of a black man punching a white man at a protest in St. Louis, Missouri. And he wrote in the comment: the black bastards need to be shot. Whoa shit. So that's his comment. He didn't say he didn't say the protesters, the rioters, he didn't use any of the PC words for black people. He just said the black bastards need to be shot. And then later he doubled down on the post, but he admitted that the word bastard was a bit harsh. So <laughs> Yes, that was the problem. And guess what? Guess what? I was like, all right, <laughs> all right, England. You you said something terrible, but you, you said the bastard was a bit too far. And I'm like, okay. But later, he posted a photo from July of protesters in front of Tony's Ice Cream Where he wrote, hopefully the police will get the black bastards out of there and keep my lifelong friends safe. If they do not leave, shoot the bastards. Where he uses the word bastards two times again. (laughs) After saying that he thought that it was too harsh. Still not the problem. Exactly. but the fact, that it's so funny to me that, I mean, the thing is, he's obviously racist. That's not, that's not a question at all. But he was like, okay, Bastards just too far. But then he says it twice. I'm like, right. was it too far? And then the icing on the fucking cake about this guy is that school board seats are nonpartisan. You don't run as a liberal or conservative or anything. However, he has insisted on running as a conservative. And when asked about this, he said he wants to do it to keep history, the Bible, and our police in our schools, and to throw out the socialist Democrat teachers who are brainwashing our children.
0: First of all, he's using the word bastards, because you can't just say the N-word, which is what he really wants to say. Let's be honest ourselves here. Also, what history is he trying to preserve here? I mean, I know what history he wants to preserve, but... I don't. <laughs> and also, isn't just the idea that you want to keep
1: history, the Bible, and the police isn't that brainwashing? Are like, you yeah. doing? But it's not brainwashing when you're instilling the right principles in people. That's not brainwashing.
0: Mm-mm. It's insane to me that this is. Remember how back back in like 200 years ago, when the primary for Democratic parties were happening, and they said that we can't put Bernie Sanders up there because they'll call him a socialist. Yeah. Well, I've already seen Trump ads running where it has, like, Kamala Harris laughing laid over, you know, protesters, you know, burning down cars and shit. Like, they already say that Joe Biden is the far-left, you know, candidate. Guess what? Dipshits didn't fucking work. And this guy running for school board is saying the socialist Democrat fucking agenda. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, where? none of my teachers what? were that cool. Uh, only oh. in college did they ever get that cool. And in my opinion, college is mostly just going to turn you into a liberal. If anything, I mean, most of my professors yeah. wouldn't even fucking talk about Marx, you know, or socialism. Yeah, and right. it's
1: on. And a, you mentioned that the other day. I haven't gotten any yet. I've gotten. I get a lot of political, like mail, like junk mail. Like literally, I don't even. I don't know anything about this lady named Dr. Kristen Baker who apparently is i don't know a senator or something in North Carolina i don't know shit about her that's on that's on me i should know more but i literally got one i got two ads i put them next to each other one of them was like Kristen Baker is the worst person to ever be from North Carolina. She is a doctor, and she's done nothing about the pandemic. We need to get her out of her office immediately, vote against her, and then a bunch of stats while she's bad. And the next one was like, we need Dr. Kristen Baker in there. She is a doctor, and she has done so much for the pandemic. She's kept our schools locked down. She's done this, and then a bunch of stats. And I'm like, okay, well, if I'm some egghead, I got no idea what thing about Dr. Kristen Baker. So whatever, I threw those away. I haven't got any presidential related, but a friend of mine who also who lives very close to me, he sent me pictures of mail he got. That oh my god, I wonder if I still have these messages. It'll be great. Um, basically, it's yes. So th- this one says Joe Biden has completely embraced the radical left.
0: <laughs> <laughs> higher taxes, yeah,
1: higher taxes, open borders, Green New Deal. Yeah, um, and, uh-huh. then, and that's then, all true. And then they don't. It is not even strong enough of an attack on Joe Biden. They use a Bernie Sanders quote. <laughs> the quote next to it says, "Many of the ideas we fought for that just a few years ago were considered radical are now
0: mainstream." Bernie Sanders DNC convention speech. Isn't it sad that the the corpse of Bernie Sanders has been trotted out to to stand for Joe Biden?
1: And then they decide to use. Uh, Quotes from, uh, completely out of context quotes from Joe Biden um, yeah. that are about how he's going to, that your taxes are going to be raised, not cut, at a South Carolina rally. Um, it's how he's going to have citizenship for 11 million undocumented folks. And then he was like, I guarantee you we're going to end fossil fuel. None of this is actually true.
0: It was completely
1: no. out of context. The Oh, and then the icing on the cake is that at the bottom of it, in in a big, red box it says the bernie biden agenda radical reckless wrong as if those two work together in any way at all
0: jesus christ dude
1: and it's just it's just just to scare fucking dumb conservatives i didn't even know that biden and bernie were best friends because they're not Mm -hmm. what do you mean Mm -hmm. Oh, I just love the headline. Joe <laughs> so Biden has completely embraced the radical
0: left. <laughs> Meanwhile, AOC got one minute to speak at the DNC. And yeah, had to say bunch of scripted bullshit. bullshit. Well, what she did was she nominated for Bernie Sanders for the presidency. Yeah. Uh, or for the candidacy. And it was a procedural thing, but it pissed off a lot of MSNBC people who were like, how dare she go against the will of the people or whatever. Uh, But, Seth, I'd I'd actually like to talk to you real quick about Joe Biden for a minute. All right. Hit me with it. So here's an actual thing Joe Biden is doing. Uh, This is from the Washington Post. came out today, I believe. Uh, I'm going to read to you verbatim here. Uh, When Joe Biden released economic recommendations two months ago, they included a few ideas that worried some powerful bankers. Allowing banking at the post office, for example, and having the Federal Reserve guarantee all Americans a bank account. But in private calls with Wall Street leaders, the Biden campaign made it clear to those that those proposals would not be central to Biden's agenda. Quote, They basically said, listen, this is just an exercise to keep the Warren people happy and don't read too much into it, said one investment banker referring to liberal supporters of Senator Elizabeth Warren. The banker, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to, pers- to describe private co- talks, said that the message was conveyed on multiple calls. So, Joe Biden isn't even embracing the moderate left. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit.
1: And it all goes back to the idea that once again, as any politician in the world, you can say anything you want to get elected, and then you don't have to do any of it. And you can get reelected. I mean Trump has not delivered on almost any of his campaign promises. But people are like, also, I got I have to criticize. I think I've already done this before, but I've got to do it again, because it pisses me off so much. The other day I'm driving down the street and there's a guy, a guy who does not understand how front license plates work. You know, if you get one of those license plates that has like a slogan on it, you put it on the front of your car, so you can't put it on the Mm -hmm. back, right? No, what this guy did was he took, he punched four holes in it and then took a bunch of zip ties and zip tied it to his trailer hitch on his truck.
0: Just, Just
1: so that it's phasing outward and you can read it. And what it says is, Trump tents 2020, no more bullshit. And that has become a grassroots slogan for the 2020 Trump campaign and I just want just wanna, to just take a step back and be like if you're saying that you are tired of bullshit but he's the
0: incumbent what are you saying what what is what what do you you know more bullshit that's the bullshit what do you mean he's got to have four more years Seth huh? there's so much bullshit in there to get rid of he hasn't finished it all yet it's like it's like one of those like drain the swamp
1: things which is one of it, which is his first thing and it's like it's a completely empty statement that means nothing and has absolutely no research or intellect behind it. Like if you're saying if you were saying I want this person it because I'm tired of bullshit, that means you, you the, the current administration is bad. Which it is. Right. But you don't they don't they don't think. The new All Gas No Breaks. An incredible yeah. YouTube series. One of the most I mean, he did this man, All Gas No Breaks, he did episodes about all the protests that have been going on. And it's really good filmmaking. But the most harrowing thing I've ever seen is his newest episode about a motorcycle convention. And it is scary. And there's people who are just like, yep, I hate Joe Biden. He's the worst thing in America. And no more bullshit. Vote for Trump. And I'm like, what does any of that mean? What do you actually have against Joe Biden? What does a guy like you
0: actually hate about Joe Biden? What does he disagree with you on? At all. Yeah. I I was, I was,
1: that is one of the scariest things I've ever watched in my life is the newest episode of All Gas No Breaks.
0: I will say, I will say this, um, it's kind of reminds me of Obama in 2012 when they were like, okay, we got to vote for Obama again. You know, it's like, but he didn't do anything those first four years. So why should I have any faith he'll do anything these last four years? got to understand, like, he he, had, he came in with a super majority. Like, the Democrats could have done anything.
1: They yeah. could
0: have fucking done anything. And they chose to do the Affordable Care Act. And then not prosecute any of the bankers involved in the, the, the 08 crash. Like, I don't understand. Even now, looking back, I'm not sure why I was fooled into that. Like, why did I go vote for him again? I don't understand it.
1: Well, I mean, your other option was Mitt Romney. So, I mean...
0: No, the other option was to not vote at all, well, and just yeah, sit it out. Well, will do, and I mean, I mean, still doing time for that, that scenario. Oh, yeah. He um, didn't win Georgia, so I count, I voted and didn't count one bit. Yeah. Uh, I saw a great Onion headline that was, um,
1: The Democrats plan to campaign even harder in California and New York to win the the popular vote by even more this year.
0: <laughs> how crazy is it, by the way, that if if you vote in a state, and the person you voted for doesn't win that state It in doesn't matter. Your vote just—you might as well fucking not even gone. Yeah, hey, you wasted your time because aside from
1: these so-called battleground states that aren't even really that much battlegrounds anymore, they pretty much have their shit decided beforehand. The elections are decided, like yeah. Um if people can talk about how Trump election was surprising, and for overall, it kind of was. Like, I kind—I really thought that that election was going to be a coin flip, and you know, it ended up being on Trump's side. But yeah, it, I mean, I was—I mean, I'm like because like if, if and me and you even if even if we were like we love Joe Biden we're Joe Biden's our boy our votes wouldn't matter we don't live in states where that matter that would matter at all so yeah. there's no use in me voting in the first place which it sucks and pe- oh, plenty of people feel that way and if we didn't have that system people would vote and maybe those people wouldn't even win those states like, there's plenty of young people out there and people who like do want change but don't see the point they're like oh if I I live in Georgia and I'm you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I love Joe Biden guy, even though that means nothing. They won't go vote because they know it doesn't matter. So yeah. popular vote
0: should matter. It should not just be a vanity number. Yeah. It's I mean, yeah, the the electoral college had a point, you know, 200 years ago, but not yes. anymore. I mean, it would, it would 100% guarantee that forever the liberals would win every election. And that wouldn't be better than this. But it would at least represent the country's general attitude more. You know,
1: I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that
0: because once again, if, if
1: we do change, if I mean, if we do go through shifts, and like you said, there's people like me and you who were not on the political spech- side of political spectrum we are now a couple of years ago. Over time, if those things happen, then popular vote can vote in those kinds of candidates. Yeah. But since people don't see any point in voting, a lot of the time you're never even going to get to that point of radicalization.
0: Yeah, yeah. And this country, I think. People are generally more left than you would think, but the the white conservative is just so loud, and it's just so hard to, to yeah. get past that. You know,
1: I think that a lot of people, when confronted with left, far left ideas, they say a lot of them. And I've had this, at, I've had this at any job I've ever worked at, ever since I've been, been more radicalized. I've taught people, and it, almost all of them say the same thing. Anyone that isn't conservative, they say, "Oh, that would be nice." But it will never happen. And I'm like, well, why won't it happen?
0: And they're like, I don't know. People aren't going to vote for it. I'm like, oh, who are the people? Like, what do you mean? Well, the response I've always gotten from talking about left ideas is, oh, that would be great. Like, they, they support them. Like, even yeah. conservatives I've met, as long as you don't say words like socialism or Marx, they'll be into it. Like, they'll, they'll be like, oh, yeah, it makes total sense. When you say, like, hey, shouldn't the workers control... You know, the economy, even a conservative will be like, oh, yeah, the workers should because we're the ones who do the work. And I'm like, exactly. Yes. Right? So why don't we? Uh, a lot of conservatives think workers do control the economy. There's a lot of yeah, people who bring watch,
1: like, like rural people, especially like farmers, who are like, oh, economy runs through us. We, we, we got it on lock. And I'm like,
0: yeah, you have no idea. Like there are folks who think that Jeff Bezos does actual work.
1: Yeah. it's like We talked about it with the Chernobyl thing where it's like the janitor and the scientist had the same fucking apartment. And you know why? Because their value as people is not its not monetary. Our value to society, where we—if—if if we're all on the same on the same playing field, if we're all thinking the same way, it's one. We're all one mm. person. That's what we do. Like, you know, the the example is like Jeff Bezos. Let's not talk about Jeff Bezos. Let's talk about a, a guy who actually does work at Amazon, a, a well-paid developer, like somebody who's. Has, running all their e commerce shit, you know, who works all day. I don't know, probably works weekends, probably works 90 hours a week or some shit. That guy, you know, I, and I, once again, I'm not saying the job isn't hard. I'm, I'm sure it is. It's, those kinds of jobs are incredibly demanding on a person, just like we talk about game developers. But and if, if we didn't live in a society like that, if we lived in a post capitalist society, a person like that would be treated just like everybody else. And mm-hmm. it wouldn't be, necessarily be a bad thing. In the end, it's a good for everyone. And also, he wouldn't have to work 90 hours a week. He'd right, be I was about to say, he'd be treated a lot we better.
0: Give that job to four
1: people exactly. so they can all
0: have an even amount of time. That's the working. Thing. And like, all the
1: people, even if 40 hours at their job is harder than 40 hours being a janitor, everyone's valued the same and everyone gets compensated generally the same. And we, mm-hmm. all, we all work together to achieve something. And at that point, people who are, if you're even in, that, in, that, in the world we want to create, people who are like, oh, well, who's going to fucking go develop Facebook if they're not getting paid? I'm like, we, we wouldn't need Facebook. Right. All the app, all the things being developed, are other applications that people want to develop on their own, just as, as their job or as their hobby or whatever. There would be, you know, municipal applications, you know, to get you know electricity, water, all that stuff running, everything going together. And then, you know, like I mean, this falls under the same category, but you know, stuff like entertainment, video games, all that stuff. Like all these companies that are now companies would so just be collectives of people who are like, oh, I want to make a game, and guess what? I don't have to have crunch time anymore. I can just make the fucking game that I want and right. that's what it would be if people don't understand that people like people always think oh well then you know who's gonna you know make the nabisco crackers different from this crackers? so what like, there, there'd be crackers and there'd be at that point we have a machine that does that for us anyway and the people would be yeah. consuming and living their lives
0: one thing i've always heard is like who would who would be a sanitation worker you know or like who who would be a, be a janitor yeah and it's like I don't think that's going to be a problem, because I think people generally want to do something with their, with their lives, like, they just don't want it to be their entire life, you know? Exactly. Like, if, if I can have a great standard of living, you know, working as a janitor, boy, I'd be in the toilets all day. Let's do it. Fuck it. Exactly. Why not? But so- society doesn't value people high enough, yeah, the reason people so we consider it to be a shitty because, job. Like, being
1: a janitor is a terrible job. It's a job. It's because, you know, generally if you're a janitor, you don't have a high standard of living. And people are like, oh, that's frowned upon. And I'm like, if we didn't live in a society where there were high and low standards of living, no job would be frowned upon.
0: And I just want to know, like, what do you think the world would turn into without janitors? Like, what would your world then look like? Are you going to clean the fucking toilets? Yeah. It would be horrible. And it's just like, also, here's something I learned recently. I did not know about this. So, you know, back in the 1910s, uh, there was the huge struggle in America to get the 8-hour working day. Because th- then it was 12 to 16 hours a day of work. And so they won the 8-hour working day. And it was a huge victory. And the workers you know, generally celebrated this. I am well, pretty much all celebrated it. Even the ones who didn't fight for it. And then the IWW, the Wobblies, the International Workers of the World. You know what they did, Seth? No. They immediately turned around and they changed all their pro- propaganda, all their slogans to four-hour workday, and it was like, yes, we, we at this point definitely we yes. should have a four-hour workday. Exactly, four-hour work a <laughs> day, four-day work week, um, two-week yeah. work month. <laughs> like, I think we should we should eliminate the the idea of weekends. Like, we get rid of that, and everyone just works four hours on a, four days. Whatever whatever four days you choose is up to you. You know. Yeah. That's, that's all on you man and you, you do it like i know the idea of limited weekend sounds you know i saw the little reaction in your face but it's yeah. like we still need things to run on the weekends right someone's got to fucking watch nuclear power plant someone's got to fucking serve food yeah. on the weekend oh, we right? chernobyl yeah we'll be but it's just like let them choose what's your weekend man how do you want to spread it out in fact yeah it should be yeah it should be three days a week where you're just like i'm not doing anything today like Hell this yeah. is my time and because our crisis, in case people don't know this, the crisis of our time, and Marx predicted this, is overproduction. We make too much stuff... Too well, and you, and then that creates. We were talking about earlier the idea of planned obsolescence and artificial scarcity and stuff like that. We have to pretend like we need to make all this stuff at the volume that we do yeah. to make society function. When really you don't need all of that. And if you just made, if you produce not for profit but for human need, everybody could work less because we don't need all of it. We already have. We live right now in right now we live in the the post scarcity sci-fi future. But it's not distributed evenly. Yeah. At the top get all of it, and the bottom get nothing. If we were to fix that and distribute it evenly, everybody's standard of living would raise. Yeah. A few people's standard of living would fall, but fuck them. We don't yeah. care oh, about very, them. Very they suck. Small on people. Yes. And the thing is,
1: the worst part about all this, in my mind, is they would pretty
0: still have pretty good lives by my standard. Yeah. They'd have, you know, enough. Yeah. Um, it's like and there is obviously some arguments for things like climate change and we're gonna have to like we're gonna we are gonna have to do some things that are like degrowth. Some sacrifices will have to be made yeah. for, you know, a certain amount of time. But I'm fine with that because it would mean the continued survival of the human species, which we are currently not achieving. Yeah,
1: I'm fine with that. I think we need to have, you know like especially in a country like America, like there's, recycling should be a much bigger deal. Um, you
0: know, a waste management should be a much bigger deal. And
1: yeah, we don't uh, we don't take those things seriously.
0: Like, if you told me that my my food choices are going to be limited for, for the rest of my life, even, I'd be like, okay, sure. Why not? If it, if it saves the planet, if it ensures future generations can live, and I just can't have... I mean, it would suck to not you know, have, like, I don't know, Chinese food ever again. That would suck, but, I mean... People have lived through worse, you know, to be honest. Yeah. The sacrifices we would have to make to save the planet are incredibly light compared to sacrifices people are going to make in the future if we don't make them now. Yeah. It's, it's just how it is. But we're not because there's too much profit in maintaining the system as it exists now. Yeah. And so. It sucks. It's like uh, it's people ask me, you know, Smith, why are you for eco-stalin? And I'm like, well, because we need some we, we're gonna need to crack down, and we're gonna need to fucking eliminate some of the, the the creature comforts we come to enjoy. But people don't and Americans especially, Americans hate making sacrifices. We hate the idea of sacrifice. Yeah. Because even the poorest among us don't see ourselves as sacrificing anything because we, we we buy into the propaganda, we've country of the world kind of stuff. But really, we're not all seeing the benefits of it, you know? Like I saw earlier, there was a guy who posted a, uh, who posted a chart of like the wealth inequality of the French Revolution compared to right now. And it's currently worse in America right now than it was in the French Revolution yeah. uh, time. And I went to the replies and said there were so many people slobbing capitalism's knob saying like, oh, you're not up here. You don't work hard enough or you have a business strategy to get yourself up there. And it's just like you that's not achievable. You yeah. won't ever get there. And that's like it's one of those things where
1: once again, no matter what, no matter how hard someone works, no matter any of that, a lot of it comes down to luck. You cannot I promise you, when Starbucks was becoming the biggest coffee chain in the fucking world, there were probably twenty other ones and the guys were working just as hard as Howard fucking Schultz and they just weren't in the right place at the right time. That's how it yeah. works. And then also beyond all that those are at least people who are entrepreneurial and are trying to get to the top if you have a person who is a who passion is to be a primary school teacher in fucking North Carolina like that is your life and it's a very important job we have to yeah. have teachers but there is no there's no social mobility for teachers that the most you can do is get more degrees and maybe become a college professor and then you have know, some college professors can become well paid at a very 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 small percentages Or you're like a well-paid professor. But if you're like, oh no, I want to be a primary school teacher, that is a job that takes up more of your life than most jobs do. It's very demanding. It's a very important job. And you you can only make X amount of money a year doing it. There is no social mobility. There is no, you're not working hard enough. They're working hard, as hard as they fucking can. And... That's what they have to do. They can't they don't they don't get to do anything else. Like you can't just be like, oh, also, you know, oh run a business in your spare time.
0: <laughs> What's spare time? What are you talking about? Some people want to relax. Like some people right. don't have that. if we valued people truly by how much their labor contributes to society, teachers would be fucking millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> to be serious for a second. Because they fucking they educate and train the next generation
1: of yeah. human beings. They put up with your disgusting little children for Eight to nine hours a day,
0: so be thankful. Yeah, it's like janitors, same way. Janitors, fucking nurses, fucking like fast food workers. You know, I mean, any kind of retail retail
1: worker, like any of that. It's like you have to have them if you're gonna buy your stupid shit, all your all your groceries every week, whatever. No matter how, no matter what end of the spectrum you're on, if you're buying all your groceries from Whole Foods, you're getting them from Dollar General. Someone's gotta be there to sell them to you. Like, you can't, I mean, I mean, I, you know, you can't automate all that. And the thing is, you can automate those jobs. And those people will just be dead on the street. So it's
0: like, those, yeah. those are your options. And then eventually your job's going to get automated, dumbass. Well, the argument is always like, oh, you don't like it. Why don't you skill up? Why don't you learn how to program or something like that? Learn how to code. And like, motherfucker, not everyone can do that. And I'm not saying it's a question of ability. Fuck the whole, like, can you even learn it in the first place? It's the simple fact that, If everyone tries to go program or be a nurse or whatever, who the fuck is going to serve the food? Yeah. Who the fuck's going to clean the gutters? Like, We we talked about it,
1: about, like, how the, like, we, you get, like I said, like, where I live, you're in a a little of a skill bubble where almost everyone is, like, you know, a business, a business major or a programmer. So then the guys who are, like, cleaning gutters can actually make bank off of it because they're Mm. the only one in the fucking world in this
0: whole fucking city who knows how to do it or wants to do it. And the the, the simple thing here is that, why should someone's life be worse, because it is worse, than someone else's, because they chose a job that apparently is not valued as as highly, but is still socially necessary to function? Like, you've got to have those people. So you're saying, like, oh, no, you, you personally, if you don't like it, you can go and learn a program and get a better life, but someone still has to do that job. You are condemning someone, no matter what, to do this job that's going to give them a shitty standard of living. How is that morally correct? And also, how does it make any sense, scientifically speaking?
1: Exactly. If you look, if you think about fucking numbers, like... If there's 300 million people in the country, and let's say, I don't know, however many of them were kids, it doesn't matter, 300 million people in a country, and every single one of them works as hard as this fucking imaginary work-hardy number you have in your fucking head, would they all be billionaires? No! That's not how it works! There will still people at the bottom! And the bottom one, yeah. they won't be like, oh but, then the, oh, but then everyone will be wealthy. And the bottom will be millionaires. No, that's not how it works. The people who get paid nothing, because otherwise people, there will be people at the top, which is what we want. But that's not mm-hmm. how it fucking works. You cannot all work as hard, which isn't even a metric, by the way. You can't just say, oh, you don't work hard enough. There's no metric for how hard someone can work. Um, Yeah, you can't just reach that number and then, oh, I'm a millionaire now. That's not how it fucking mm-hmm. works. And people don't understand that.
0: It's like, so, so you, know the, you know the board game Monopoly we all love and, and think is great, right? Yeah. Um, so Monopoly was designed by a woman who was uh, anti-capitalist. Yeah. She was a member of the Georgist movement. Yeah, but it was and Monopoly. It was, teach... <laughs> it was <laughs> Monopoly. It was, uh, it was supposed to teach you how real estate is fucked, Right. But also people complain about Monopoly as like, oh, there's so much luck, you know? What's, where's the skill of Monopoly? It's exactly. all luck based, roll the dice. And her point was, yes. In the idea of primitive accumulation, where we're just starting out from nothing, right? And all these capitalists are rising up their real estate. It is luck. It's just luck based in it. You can't have any skill in this game. So the fact that Jeff Bezos and Amazon got to where they are was not a matter yeah. of him being a better businessman than everybody else. He got fucking lucky at the right times. So it was in the right places. Yeah. He didn't predict this shit. And he's on exactly. a fucking mintag.
1: Exactly. Anytime you fucking roll the dice and you don't land on the prop on a property that was gonna cost, you know, charge you a lot of rent. That's the same as, you know, you not getting lung cancer. But guess what? The guy next to you rolled onto those properties. And now he's got to pay those medical bills. Yeah. It happens to everyone. It's all random chance.
0: It is. And, and let's, let's be clear here. Monopoly is about a certain situation where... A theoretical where everyone starts from zero. That is not how it is in real life. Some people got loaded dice because they already have the money. They yeah. own the fucking bank. You yeah. know? So you are you are not uh, playing on a level playing field exactly. in that situation. And, and in fact, today in America, if you are... Let's, let's, let's be generous. Let's say you are solidly upper middle class, 200K income. You know, there is a higher chance that you will slide down in class than ever. There's a, there's, it's like, uh, I can't really put the, the actual like proportions of it, but there's basically no chance you will ascend upwards. And there's a much, 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 much more likely chance you will be reduced in your economic outlook. It's not, you don't climb in America anymore. You get lucky or you're already there. Yeah. And listeners,
1: I want you to notice something real quick. He, my co-host here, my, Smith, my brother, a minute ago he tried to bait me by saying the word mintat (laughs) because he knows good and well that if we start talking about Dune, this podcast is going to get longer, Yeah. (laughs) which we are saving for our side podcast called Dudes Talking Dune. Yeah. (laughs) Because and it, it might and as much as I joke about it, it might have to happen. Because listeners, ask, I have I have to have you know in our private conversations we have outside of this podcast. In the past week, we've probably talked about Dune for four or five hours yeah. of, of between written and vocal conversations. We've talked about Dune a lot. Yeah. It is becoming a problem.
0: Yeah, it's before long. This podcast is just talking about like Baron Harkonnen and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it'll, it's it's all it'll be. Um, but yeah,
1: he tried to bait me there, and I didn't take the bait until now. I'm I proud of you. about it,
0: you did, you um, did, t- you nibbled at it. You nibbled at it a little bit. Dudes talking about Dune's pretty good though. It is, yeah, or maybe a maybe, uh, Dudes talking Dudes Dune. talking
1: Dune. I was thinking, let's just shorten it a little go. bit. Dudes talking Dune. So look out for that next week. It'll it'll. By the way, it will replace this podcast. This podcast will be dead.
0: Dune will be our new overlord. We're gonna avoid the situation Seth talked about, which is where every every podcast certain amount of it becomes more and more Dune chat. We're gonna end millennials and we dudes talking Dune yep. from now on. <laughs> um, what do you think? So is that a is that a podcast episode? Though yeah, we gotta overall? start we gotta start recording dudes talking, dudes talking Dune now. So. I know, right now, yeah, we're gonna Move end this dude dudes talking Dune. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I am uh, Smith. You can find me on Twitter at mcsurf. Seth, you can find me on Twitter
1: and Butterboxed at kynazeras. I have not been watching any movies, but I have been watching television. Uh, besides, except for last night's episode, I've caught up on Lovecraft Country, and I've also been watching The Boys season two.
0: So I'm not started Boys season two yet. I'm excited to though.
1: Yeah, I'm. To, there's like three episodes. They're doing it this this year. They're doing it three episodes came out, and now every Friday there's new episodes. So Bullshit. I've watched the first two, and then I'll be watching it as it goes on, of course.
0: Our art is done by Marcus Barkley, who is normally our Bruce. co-host. Sometimes uh, on this but you can find him at uh, or on Instagram at Mister Beaches.
1: And I doubt he will be part of Dude Sucking Dude. Um, Probably not. Our theme song was done by Bid Powell. He is, he's he been a sh- on this show before. He's been on our movie reviews most recently on our Super long Last of Us Part Two review. He has his own podcast called Southern SmackDown, where they talk about wrestling and they're both from the South. So if that sounds interesting, go check it out.
0: Can we get him on Dude's Talking Do? Dude?
1: We might. I know he we were all forced to read the book in high school by our character teacher, which is a whole other bag of worms, sandworms. Um mm. and he did not like it. But also I uh, highly doubt he read anything past the Gamja Bar scene. I think he just uh, made up his hate for it. So maybe.
0: If you don't like a Gom Jabbar scene, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's a great scene in the book. Uh let's see here. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't even get under it. Fuck
1: uh the people on Twitter defending the stats about the French Revolution.
0: Uh fuck Jim England.
1: Yeah, fuck that guy for sure. Bastard. Uh
0: yeah. Uh let's see here. Um we have stopped trying to solve our problems and trying to outlive them.
1: And from New Orleans to New York? That's the Illino's Podcast, baby. We're out. Out.